welcome to your truth and um, basically we're going to learn your truth. My name is Joya Poole and I'm and speaking Nina, the truth. Look, we messing up. <laughs> we're going to start back over. Welcome to your truth. Yes. Well, yes. we're going to learn your truth and speak your truth. I'm Nina Neal and I'm Joya Poole. And today we're going to um, talk about how we got here and um, we really want to know from everybody on Facebook, we want to know how you got here to a point where if you dealt with domestic violence, how do you get to a point right now where you're able to cope and, and be happy where you at right now? Um, you know, and another thing we want to put a topic on is minimizing, denying, and blaming. We want to talk about... Um, The light of abuse did not take any concern about it seriously. And I'm going to start with um, how we got here. How we got here. You know, um, domestic violence, Purple Organization, was founded out of the grief and sorrow and pain of losing my daughter, Renee. Um, Renee was... Um, brutally murdered due to domestic violence. She was strangled and beaten to death. And my granddaughter um, was 11 years old when she found her mom that way. And for about a year, I was in grief so strong that I did not hear my daughter and my granddaughter mentioning um, how they wanted to start a domestic violence organization. A year later, I decided that um, I would revisit what they had mentioned to me about starting a domestic violence organization. And I said, uh, what that was y'all talking about after Renee died? And they began to explain, and Nina was telling me about her ideas and how she wanted to get going and do events, Purple Tower, Person Love event. And I was like, let's do it. And thus far, we've had two events. Um, we have become a 501c4. And from that, um, we decided, she decided that we should go live and speak about domestic violence and the issues surrounding it. Now, how I got here is that um, as a little girl, I was growing up thinking about all the things that were going on in my life and um, from the pain and sorrow that I suffered, I graduated from that pain and got into a recovery place and started dealing with the grief and here I am with my daughter Nina healing. When it comes to um, healing, how I healed, how I healed with um, through just domestic violence. Um, I wasn't abused uh, as far as hit or punched or you know anything like that any physical abuse but I've had emotional abuse I've had um, um, coercions and threats you know I had people use intimidation and um, emotional abuse um, things of that nature um, playing mind games and calling me names and things of that nature making me feel like I'm guilty of stuff when I'm not. I had a lot of those issues, but, um, you know, 
how I got here is, you know, I, I really wanted women and men to understand that your truth and speaking your truth will really help you heal, help you come to a place where when you talk about your struggle and what you went through, it's not just something that is just a story. It's your life. And, and it's something that you really want to get off your chest and you really want to express so that you can feel good about your truth. Not speaking about it to where somebody else feels good about your truth. But we have a guest. She just walked in. Um, and she'll be joining us shortly. And as Nina was saying, how we got here... Um, the channels in which led to me to believe that this may can be of some help to others was from, you know, like a lot of people don't tell their story. They don't tell the part where they're being beaten. Um, back in the 80s, um, if I call the police and, and say that I'm being abused by my husband at the time, um, they'll come to the house and they'll say, if I come back one more time, I'm going to arrest both of you. And that was fearful to me because I didn't have a record. I still don't. Um, I've never been to jail. And I've gotten a, I had gotten a minor traffic ticket when I was like 13 or 18 or something like that. So to tell me I'm going to jail after I had just been beaten was something that I just refused. Um, I'm beaten and now I'm going to get punished by being in jail. So a lot of times calling the police was like um, obsolete for me. Um, once I did call the police and if somebody did get arrested um, or we had to go to court, a lot of things, by the time we got to court, it was dropped. So those were the scenarios, you know, I didn't know about the victim assistant um, program. They would help you in court. They help you with the TPO. I didn't know about um, that, although I was married, that there were places that I could go, my children and I, a safe haven, like a domestic violence shelter. And at that time, it was easier to get easier to get in the domestic violence shelter than it is today. Um, they ask you a series of questions, and through those questions, you may be exiled out of being able to get in one. You don't know that when they ask you these questions that, you know, we've had some ladies that come to us, and we make that phone call for them, and um, they ask the first question, are you safe? And if you're not getting, like, you believing and understanding what your truth is and how you're going to get out of the situation is the best thing possible because it's people that that are listen to you and like I heard that over and over again and you're going to go right back or whatever the case is until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired but that's not the case your truth is more than just being sick and tired of being sick and tired it's a whole power and control situation when it comes to domestic violence so to get over the power that that person had to get over the control that that person had takes a lot of work to become a survivor when survivors say they're a survivor that's because they all took the power and the control back from the abuser and when when that happens you're able to be in your truth and tell your truth in a way where no one else can take it away from you and say, I heard it before, or you're going to go back. So, like, in this, in this episode, we're just really going to talk about 
<clears throat> what are the power and control um, things that happens? One is minimizing, denying, and blaming. Um, when minimizing, denying, and blaming means is making light of abuse and not taking um, her or him concerns about it seriously or saying the abuse didn't happen or shifting responsibility for abusive behavior saying that he or she caused it. Now let's go into that. Now the first one is making light of the abuse and not taking he or she concerns about it seriously. So somebody hits you and they be like, uh, well, I ain't hit you that hard, so I don't even know why you're crying. Or I ain't push you that hard. You know, you tripping. You know, not taking what they did to you seriously. Or um, the next one is <coughs> saying abuse didn't happen. You got a black eye bloody nose and everything else and they'll say I didn't hit you I didn't abuse you that ain't abuse you know and they just look at you while they hit after they hit you and say you I made didn't, me do it you made me do it wait let me finish um and or and then the third one is shifting responsibility for abusive behavior they'll say that you're responsible for why they hit you if you had a head cooked dinner on time then this wouldn't have happened. Right. And then the fourth one is saying she caused it. Now, when they say you caused it, when when your man come home or your woman come home at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you be like, well, where were you? And you get upset. Then they beat you. And then they'll say, you caused this because you should have never asked me where I was. That's why you got your ass beat. Like, None of that stuff is acceptable. Um, taking back your power and control is the ultimate goal. Um, so right now we want to introduce um, one of our special guests. She is anonymous and she wants to come in anonymously. So with that, we'll give you our, one of our guests, a victim of domestic violence. Come on, sweetie. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, domestic violence mm -hmm. and about power and control and minimizing, denying, and blaming. Tell me um, a little bit about your situation. Um, well, when I first encountered abuse, um, I was in a relationship with someone that was a convicted felon. Um, Basically, I didn't. I was unaware that he had this displayed this type of behavior, but it was something I should have recognized from the very beginning. Um, I didn't know that he was violent until after I had already gotten pregnant with his first baby, which happened around the first time we slept together. So um, first, it started where I had a friend from out of town, and he knew about past situations between us, and he that because he felt as if he couldn't trust me or that I had this person around because we had previously discussed relationships around this person so he at first it was about my past so mm -hmm. 
Um, I really couldn't understand it at that time, and he, of course, apologized for it and did not, you know, said he would never do it again. And then it became about everything else after that and so on and so forth for years after that to come. Why didn't you leave? Well, at this point, I had already been experiencing, like, a form of mental abuse. It wasn't always physical. Um, I guess when you have low self-esteem, you really don't know, or if you've never really been taught by, say, I guess you would say, if you've never been shown by maybe a father figure that you're important or have value, that you really don't know what love is. So, Did you find out about any place that you can go other than being with him that you felt was safe? Um, Why didn't you go? It was like, if I told on him, he'd go to jail. Then my kids would be without a father. I really wasn't thinking about the abuse I was incurring. That, you know, I, I really didn't want them to be without a father. Like, I made excuses for it. A, a source to try to get the help. You know, it's like, I'm scared to tell defects that he's beating on me because if I tell defects, they might take my kids. If I go to the court system and tell them that I want a TPO, then I get a TPO. They move yeah, him out of the home, and then I'm homeless because he's a sole provider. So there's a lot of little barriers that prevents a, 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 a victim from going forward. But we are here to tell you that there is hope. And, and there are. Power and, control and you back. can get your power and control back. You are not helpless and hopeless. And see, in this case, it started many, many years ago, and the stacks and stacks. See, with the men, they real clever, and or, or women, whoever. But the men, they are clever because the, the most times, and the only way to really catch an abuser is you have to have a history of documented abuse, not documented mental therapy. You know, that's kind of like the difference. If it ain't no documented abuse as far as um, um, TPOs, full police report, full arrest um, arrest and everything, he served time for um, uh, assaulting um, her and stuff like that. If there's no history of it, then it's almost like it didn't happen. It's almost like it didn't happen. So it's like it's it's like your word. By the time you went here and by the time you did this, that have so much stuff on you that you was trying to get help for yourself, but from the abuse, from the abuse, and then it backfired. It backfired, you know. But and see, is that what kind of like happening with you? Yeah, it, you know, of course I went to court for certain things like simple battery charges and things like that. And in one case, you know, the district attorney was really looking at it, and she was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna dismiss this," but does that excuse the fact that this is still happening and it's and when you try even even up until my divorce it was just like I still didn't have a voice even when I had everything in line everything I thought I had my ducks in a row you can't get legal aid to help you you can't get anyone to help you so it's like so I don't have the kids he filed for child support child support was filed when I lived and then after he filed for child support he then separated the kids and other people were caring for him and they weren't in the home with you, they weren't in the home with him, yet he was getting child support, correct? Absolutely. And then you even started caring for one of the children and he still was getting child support. Absolutely. And, the children. and nobody don't want to hear her truth 
And today we want y'all to hear her truth. We want y'all to know that what she went through is her truth and she's sharing it with y'all um, very passionately and openly. And we're just here to see if y'all can you reach understand. Out. It's like being a convicted felon. It strips you of your rights. It takes away everything. Fathers and mothers alike. There are mothers that are going through the same thing that absent parent fathers go through. Are you paying child support to a child that you currently have in your home? Yes, four. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. She has custody of one of the children that she's paying child support to. There's somebody out there that can help fix this. And we need your help. We sure do. We need I your help. That's that is right. so illegal. This child been with her. Police escorted him out of the house. They should have. It, it's in the lease. The lease is an addendum. And they did not follow through on that duty. And so a lot of people fail Carlia Renee Thomas. We, we, we can't fail her. She's here. She's alive. I lost my daughter, but we don't have her children. Sometimes, don't have to lose her. you know, sometimes if she leave me, I promise you. They so they're so malicious and everything. They already have a plan set out. When you leave them, this is what they gonna do. You ain't got that plan, but they got that plan because they the one who had the power and control. When you leave, you got the power of control no matter what. You got the power of control over your mind. You got the power of control over your emotion. You got the power of control over your feelings and everything. Take that power back and try to enforce your own. Um, at Purple Tower um, ATL on Facebook and at Purple Tower LLC on Instagram and at Purple Tower ATL on Twitter. And I want to say a quick affirmation to end our show. I can find happiness in the small things. And I know that all I need in order to be happy are my thoughts and my feelings. So take that with you as you consider happiness, young woman. Make sure you email purpletowerllc um, at gmail.com if all possible. Thank you. And we'll be going back on WAOK uh, with...